Hello everybody. Today is August 27th, 2019. Today is Jacob's birthday. Happy birthday, Jacob. I hope you have a wonderful day with your friends and family. Today we are going to be reading Night of the Living Dummy. This book that I bought Jacob is by R.L. Stein and it has three Nights of the Living Dummy stories. So the, for the first story, we're going to be reading Night of the Living Dummy, Part 1. When you open the page, there's a big picture of Slappy the Dummy with his mouth and eyes wide open like he's staring at you, ready to take your soul. Okay, here we go. Chapter 1. Mmm! 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 Chris Paulwell struggled to get her twin sister's attention. Lindy Paulwell glanced up from the book she was reading to see what the problem was. Instead of her sister's pretty face, Lindsay saw a round pink bubble near the size of Chris's head. Nice one, Lindsay said without much enthusiasm. With a sudden move, she poked the bubble and popped it. Hey, Chris, cried as the pink bubble gum exploded onto her cheeks and chin. Lindsay laughed. Gotcha! Chris angrily grabbed Lindsay's paperback and slammed it shut. Whoops! Lost your place! She exclaimed. She knew her sister hated to lose her place in a book. Lindsay grabbed the book back and scowled. Chris shrugged, struggled to pull the pink gum off her face. That was the biggest bubble I ever blew, she said angrily. The gum wasn't coming off her chin. I've blown much bigger than that, Lindsay said with a superior sneer. I don't believe you two, their mother muttered, making her way into the bedroom and dropping a neatly folded pile of laundry at the foot of Chris's bed. You even compete over bubblegum? We're not competing, Lindsay muttered. She tossed back her blonde ponytail and returned her eyes to her book. Both girls had straight blonde hair but Lindsay kept her long, usually tying it behind her head on one side in a ponytail. And Chris had hers cut very short. It was a way for people to tell the twins apart, for they were nearly identical in every other way. Both had broad foreheads and round blue eyes. Both had dimples in their cheeks when they smiled. Both blushed easily, large pink circles, forming on their pale cheeks. Both thought their nose were a little too wide. Both wished they were a little taller. Lindsay's best friend, Alice, was nearly three inches taller, even though she had turned 12, even though she hadn't turned 12 yet. Did I get it all off? Chris asked, rubbing her chin, which was red and sticky. Not at all, Lindsay told her, glancing up. There's some in your hair. Oh, great, Chris muttered. She grabbed at her hair, but couldn't find any bubblegum. Gotcha again, Lindsay said, laughing. You're too easy. Chris uttered an angry growl. Why are you always so mean to me? Me? Mean? Lindsay looked up in a wide-eyed nu nuisance. I'm an angel. Ask anyone. Exasperated. Chris turned back to her mother, who was stuffing socks into a dresser drawer. Mom, 
When am I going to get my own room? On the 12th of never, Mrs. Paulwell replied, grinning. Chris groaned. Ah, that's what you always say, her mother shrugged. You know we don't have a spare inch, Chris. She turned to the the bedroom window. Bright sunlight streamed through the filmy curtains. It's a beautiful day. What are you two doing inside? Mom, we're not little girls, Lindsay said, rolling her eyes. We're 12. We're too old to go out and play. Did I get it all? Chris asked, scraping pink patches of bubblegum off her chin. Leave it. It improves your complexion, Lindsay told her. I wish you girls would be nicer to each other, Mrs. Prowell said with a sigh. <sighs> they suddenly heard shrill barking coming from downstairs. What's Barky excited about now? Mrs. Paulwell fretted. The little black terrier was always barking about something. Why not take Barky for a walk? Don't feel like it, Lindsay muttered, nose in her book. What about those beautiful new bikes you got for your birthdays? Mrs. Paulwell said, hands on her hips. Those bikes, you just couldn't live without it. You know, the ones that have been sitting in the garage since you got them? Okay, okay, you don't have to be so sarcastic, Mom, Lindsay said, closing her book. She stood up, stretched her arms, and tossed the book onto her bed. You want to, Chris? asked Lindsay. Want to what? Go for a ride, a bike. Go for a bike ride. We could ride to the playground, see if anyone's hanging out at the school. You just want to see if Robbie's there, Lindsay said, making a face. So, Chris said, blushing. Go on, get some fresh air, Mrs. Powell urged. I'll see you later. I'm off to the supermarket. Chris peered into the dresser's mirror. She had gotten most of the gum off. She brushed her short hair back with both hands. Come on, let's go. Let's go out, she said. Last one out is a rotten egg. She darted to the doorway, beating her sister by half a step. As they burst out the back door with Barky yipping shrilly behind them, the afternoon sun was high in the cloudless sky. The air was still and dry. It felt more like summer than spring. Both girls were wearing short sleeves, short and sleeveless t-shirts. Lindsay bent to pull open the garage door, then stopped. The house next door caught her eye. Hmm. Look, they've gotten the walls up, she told Chris, pointing across the backyard. That new house is going up so quickly. It's amazing. Chris said, following her sister's gaze, the builders had knocked down the old house during the winter. The new concrete foundation had been put down in March. Lindsay and Chris had walked around on it when no workers were there, trying to figure out where the different rooms would go. And now the walls had been built. The construction suddenly looked like a real house, rising up in the midst of tall stack of lumber. A big mound of red-brown dirt, a pile of concrete blocks, and an assortment of power saws, tools, and machinery. No one's working today, Lindsay said. They took a few steps towards the new house. Who do you think will move in, Chris wondered. Maybe some great-looking guy our age. Maybe great-looking twin guys. Yuck! Lindsay made a disgusted face. Twin guys? How drippy can you get? I can't believe you and I are in the same family. Chris was used to Lindsay's sarcasm. 
Both girls liked being twins and hated being twins at the same time. Because they shared nearly everything, their looks, their clothing, their room, they were closer than most sisters could ever get. But because they were so much alike, they also managed to drive each other crazy a lot of the time. No one's around. Let's go check out the new house, Lindsay said. Chris followed her across the yard. A squirrel halfway up the wide trunk of a maple tree watched them warily. They made their way through an opening in the low shrubs that divided the two yards. Then walking past the stacks of lumber and the tall mound of dirt, they climbed the concrete stoop. A sheet of heavy plastic had been nailed over the opening where the front door would go. Chris pulled one end of the plastic up and they slipped into the house. It was dark and cool inside and had a fresh wood smell. The plaster walls were up but had, hadn't been painted. Careful, Lindsay warned. Nails, she pointed to the large nails scattered over the floor. If you step on one, you'll get lockjaw and die. You wish, Chris said. I don't want you to die, Lindsay replied. Just get lockjaw, she smickered. <laughs> Chris said sarcastically. This must be the living room, she said, making her way carefully across the front room to the fireplace against the back wall. A cathedral ceiling, Lindsay said, staring up at the dark exposed wooden beams above their heads. Neat. This is bigger than our living room, Chris replied, peering out the large picture window to the street. It smells great, Lindsay said, taking a deep breath. <sighs> All the sawdust, it smells so piney. They made their way through the hall and explored the kitchen. Are those wires on? Chris asked, pointing to the cluster of black electrical wires suspended from the ceiling beams. Why don't you touch them and find out, Lindsay suggested. You first, Chris shot back. The kitchen isn't very big, Lindsay said, bending down to stare into the holes where the kitchen cabinets would go. She stood up and was about to suggest they check out the upstairs when she heard a sound. Huh? Her eyes widened in surprise. Is someone in here? Chris froze in the middle of the kitchen. They both listened. Silence. They heard soft, rapid footsteps close by inside the house. Let's go, Lindsay whispered. Chris was already ducking under the plastic heading out of the doorway opening. She leapt off the back stoop and started running towards the backyard. Lindsay stopped at the bottom of the stoop and turned back to the new house. Hey, look, she called. A squirrel came flying out of a window. It landed on the dirt. It landed on the dirt. It's just a jump squirrel, Chris stooped near the low shrubs. You sure? She hesitated, watching the window of the new house. That was a pretty loud squirrel. When she turned back from the house, she was surprised to find that Lindsay had disappeared. Hey, where'd you go? Over here, Lindsay called. I see something. It took Chris a while to locate her sister. Lindsay was half hidden behind a large black trash dumpster at the far end of the yard. Chris shielded her eyes with one hand to see better. 
Lindsay was bent over the side of the dumpster. She appeared to be rummaging through some trash. What's in there? Chris called. Lindsay was tossing things around and didn't seem to hear her. What is it? Chris called, taking a few reluctant steps towards the dumpster. Lindsay didn't reply. Then slowly she pulled something out. She started to hold it up. Her arms and legs dangled down limply. Chris could see a head with brown hair. A head? Arms and legs? Oh no, Chris cried aloud, raising her hands to her face in horror. Chapter 2 A child? Chris uttered a silent grasp, staring in horror as Lindsay lifted up him, lifted him out of the dump's trash dumpster. She could see his face frozen in wide-eyed stare. His brown hair stood stiffly on top of his head. He seemed to be wearing some sort of gray suit. His arms and legs dangled lifelessly. Lindsay, Chris called, her throat tight with fear. Is, is it, is he alive? Her heart pounding. Chris started to run to her sister. Lindsay was craddling the poor thing in her arms. Is he alive? Chris repeated breathlessly. She stopped short when her sister started to laugh. <laughs> no, not alive, Lindsay cheered gleefully. And then Chris realized that it wasn't a child at all. A dummy, she shrieked. Lindsay held it up. A ventriloquist dummy, she said. Someone threw him out. Do you believe it? He's in perfect shape. It took Lindsay a while to notice that Chris was breathing hard. Her face bright red. Chris, what's your problem? Oh, wow. Did you think he was a real kid? Lindsay laughed scornfully. <laughs> No, of course not, Chris insisted. Lindsay held the dummy up and examined his back, looking for a string to pull to make him make his mouth move. I'm a real kid, Lindsay made him say. She was speaking with a high-pitched voice through gritty teeth, trying not to move her lips. Dumb, Chris said, rolling her eyes. I'm not dumb. You're dumb, Lindsay made the dummy say in a high, squeaky voice. When she pulled the string in his back, the wooden lips moved up and down, clicking as she moved her hands up his back and forth to control to make his painted eyes shift from side to side. He's probably filled with bugs, Chris said, making a disgusted face. Throw him back, Lindsay. No way, Lindsay insisted, rubbing her hands tenderly over the dummy's wooden hair. I'm keeping him. She's keeping me, she made the dummy say. Chris stared suspiciously at the dummy. His brown hair was painted on his head. His blue eyes moved only from side to side and couldn't blink. He had a bright red painted lips carved up into an eerie smile. The lower lip had a chip on one side, so it didn't quite match the upper lip. The dummy wore a gray double-braced suit over a white shirt collar. The collar wasn't attached to the shirt. Instead, the dummy's wooden chest was painted white. A big brown leather shoes were attached to the ends of his thin dangling legs. 
My name is Slappy, Lindsay made the dummy say, moving his grinning mouth up and down. Dumb, repeated, shaking her, Chris repeated, shaking her head. Why Slappy? Come over here and I'll slap you, Lindsay made him say, trying not to move her lips. Chris groaned, are you, are we going to ride our bikes to the playground or not, Lindsay? Afraid poor Robbie misses you? Lindsay made Slappy ask. Put that ugly thing down, Chris replied impatiently. I'm not ugly, Slappy said in Lindsay's squeaky voice, sliding his eyes from side to side. You're ugly. Your lips are moving, Chris told Lindsay. You're a lousy ventriloquist. I'll get better, Lindsay insisted. You're mean. You're really keeping it, Chris cried. I like Slappy. He's cute, Lindsay said, cuddling the tummy against the dummy against the front of her t-shirt. I'm cute, she made him say, and you're ugly. Shut up, Chris, snapped. Chris snapped to the dummy. You shut up, Slappy replied in Lindsay's tight, high-pitched voice. What do you want to keep him for, Chris asked, following her sister towards the street. I always liked puppets, Lindsay recalled. Remember those marionettes I used to have? I play with them for hours at a time. I made I made up long plays with them. I always play with marionettes too, Chris remembered. You got the strings all tangled up, Lindsay, frowning. You weren't any good at it. But what are you going to do with this dummy, Chris demanded. I don't know. Maybe I'll work up a knack, Lindsay said thoughtfully, shifting Slappy to her other arm. I bet I could earn some money with him. You know, appear at kids' birthday parties, put on shows. Happy birthday, she happy birthday, she made Slappy declare. Hand over some money. Chris didn't laugh. The two girls walked along the street in front of their house. Lindsay cr cr cradled Slappy in her arms, one hand on his back. I think he's creepy, Chris said, kicking a large pebble across the street. You shouldn't. You should put him back in the dumpster. No way, Lindsay insisted. No way, she made Slappy say, shaking his head, his his head and his glassy blue eyes moving from side to side. I'll put you in the dumpster, Slappy. Sure is mean, Chris remarked, frowning at Lindsay. Lindsay laughed. Don't look at me, she teased. Complain to Slappy, Chris scrawled. You're jealous, Lindsay said. Because I found him and you didn't. Chris started to protest, but they both heard voices. Chris looked to see the two Marshall kids down the street, down from the block, running towards him. They were cute, red-headed kids that Lindsay and Chris sometimes babysat for. What's that? Amy Marshall asked, pointing at Slappy. Does he talk? Her younger brother asked. Ben asked, staring several feet away and an uncertain expression on his freckled face. Hi, I'm Slappy, Lindsay made the dummy call out. She, she cradled Slappy in one arm, making him sit up straight, his arms dangling at his sides. Where'd you get him, Amy asked. Does his eyes move, Ben asked, still hanging back. Do your eyes move, Slappy asked Ben. Both, both Marshall kids laughed. Ben forgot his reluctance. He stepped up and grabbed Slappy's hand. Ouch! Not so hard, Slappy cried. 
Ben drops a hand with a grasp, and then he, he and Amy collapse in gleeful laughter. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay made Slappy laugh, tilting his head back and opening his mouth wide. The two kids that thought that was a riot, they laughed even harder. Pleased by the response she was getting, Lindsay glanced at her sister. Chris was sitting on the curb, cradling her head in her hands, a dejected look on her face. She's jealous, Lindsay replied. Chris sees the kids really Chris sees that the kids really like Slappy and that I'm getting all the attention, and she's totally jealous. I'm definitely keeping Slappy, Lindsay told herself, secretly pleased at her little triumph. She stared into the dummy's bright blue painted eyes. To her surprise, the dummy seemed to be staring back at her. A twinkle of sunlight in his eyes. His grin wide and knowing. That will be the end for today. We will finish on to chapter 3 of The Night of the Living Dummy. Hopefully the girls don't take a bigger chunk of what they asked for by Lindsay finding that new dummy. We'll find out what happens next time. And have a great birthday, Jacob. Love you.